Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. When content violates this standard, it is removed from the platform. We've got that story. Plus, Cooties 19, of course, is now coming for your kids. But first, we begin with this week in pushback. If you've left the slave news plantation years and years ago, if I get canceled for saying horrible things like that, you already know that there are massive rallies planned for this Saturday, March 20th, 2021, spring equinox, all around the world. James, just one quick search myself. Hawaii, Bulgaria, Nevada, Adelaide, and of course, even kind of nearby in Albuquerque, on and on and on. We will include some of our best searches to help you find something near you, but your non-player character associates are just mainline in that uh, mainstream poison, both, I think, literally and figuratively. So basically, the dino media knows they have to keep orange man hate alive. It is their lifeblood and really helpful. It distracts from nothing really changing, except, of course, I had to double check, James, 4,200 more kids in cages since, of course, the new administration has taken over. Meanwhile, Hair Sniffer has barred the lawyers. Even Orange Man didn't do that. But I wouldn't hold your breath for another AOC photo shoot crying outside the gates. But we'll get into it. Up first, Yellow News Rag owned by the guy that does the CIA's cloud computing. With Trump gone, QAnon groups focus fury on attacking coronavirus vaccines, a.k.a. the other headline you might find the story under, as the dinosaur media loves to A-B test their headlines for maximum clicks. QAnon groups on Telegram seethe with COVID denialism and vaccine misinformation. So fury or seething, either way, it of course implies just the, the violent anger. Telegram channels whose names bristle with references to QAnon and Trump mix posts from conspiracy theorists such as Alex Jones with homages to the former president and posts promoting resistance to pandemic public health measures. These include the burning of masks, refusing of coronavirus testing, and discouraging friends and family members from getting the life-saving vaccine. Citation needed. Numerous QAnon groups are pushing March 20th as a worldwide rally for freedom, calling for global protests against pandemic health restrictions. That is from the old Democracy Dies in Darkness Amazon post, but it doesn't end there. From Newspeak Magazine, global March 20th anti-vaccine protests promoted by QAnon-linked groups. A number of anti-vaccine protests have been planned all across the world, which appear to be, which appear to be heavily linked to the QAnon movement in all but name. The worldwide rally for freedom and democracy events on March 20th are being widely promoted online with rallies against coronavirus restrictions and the tyranny of the vaccine implementation taking place in countries such as the U.S., Australia, Canada, Japan, and Germany. Giant Trump fans. They all totally voted for him. A channel on encrypted messaging service app Telegram promoting the anti-vaccine events across the world currently has more than 35,000 subscribers. Also, dozens of separate worldwide demonstration telegram channels promoting each planned protest in individual countries. While the demonstrations are not appearing to be specifically tied to the QAnon, the QAnon, 
and are also promoted by other anti-vax groups. A number of QAnon supporters are pushing the events using language and phrases commonly associated with the conspiracy theorists. We're not saying that everyone that listens to ACDC is a serial killer. We're just implying that serial killers have listened to ACDC. So, Possibly the most desperate from the fake left losers at Raw Story, far-right Trump supporters hope to use RFK Jr.-backed protests to stage comeback. I'm not even going to read any of that one, but it'll be in your show notes with archive links that, of course, avoid giving them any traffic. So it seems like what they're basically saying is so... It's not really QAnon, and they're not really Trump supporters, but we know that those are some of the few key phrases that the masses of asses are currently programmed to alert to. So there you have it. Corporate media settles the science. QAnon racists, they're all hopped up on that insurrection juice. I hear they're going to kick the syringe out of grandma's arm this weekend while they throw the masker babies out of their incubators. James, you know I'm exaggerating, but this is where we've gotten to. You're, you're not exaggerating by much. And no, you stress the exact right points here. Of course, they are latching on to all the buzzwordy clickbait uh, terms that they can cram into these headlines. It's QAnon, anti-vaxxer, right-wing, blah-blah-blah, insurrection, da-da-da, buzzword catchphrase, clickbait, click on this. And for obvious reasons, I think, the obvious bottom line reasons of get more clicks, get more traffic, which of course is why we link the archive.is versions of these so they don't get any traffic from anyone clicking through to read these stories, because we do encourage people to read stories that we're uh, citing. Read them for yourself. Come to your own conclusion whether or not you think that these are uh, valuable pieces of hard-hitting reporting or fake news crap that is being spouted by known habitual liars. And I find it particularly funny that that Raw Story article that you're talking about, the far right Trump uh, rally uh, that uh, RFK Jr. is backing? What? Huh? How does that work? RFK Jr. far right? And it, that I, I'll just read the last paragraph. Kennedy has attempted to distance himself from any far right associations engendered by the August 29th, 2020 rally. He told Raw Story he is suing the Daily Costs over an article headlined Anti-Vaxxer RFK Jr. joins neo-Nazis in massive Berlin anti-corona protests. So yeah, I mean, these people are literally being being sued for these types of headlines, but doesn't matter. They'll just slap more out there. Just keep keep it going, and that's totally fine, one hundred percent. You know, that's 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 the kind of news that's okay to put on YouTube or anywhere else. And Patreon, yeah, we'll support your hard hitting journalism, but. If you question any of this, then you're the dangerous sort, right? Of course. Anyway, our audience knows that that's all garbage, but let's just reflect on the way that they are trying to gin up the uh, the hatred by using the buzzwords and, the, and and latching onto the terms that they even admit in their articles make no sense and have no bearing on this. Anyway, for people who are actually interested in what we're really talking about here, which is the rally, uh, I've heard about this from several people, including people in Japan. Uh, I've got a link uh, that I'll, I'll throw in the notes uh, for the Tokyo rally. There, I've got a link for the Nagoya rally. Um, I was just doing some research, just typing in, you know, Canada, Calgary. Uh, of course, there is a, a, a Walk for Freedom taking place on, in Calgary on at 1 p.m. I'll throw in the link to that. Anyway, I think the best way to do this is wherever you live, just if you're interested, uh, Worldwide Rally, March 20th, your city name, you will be able to find something, I am sure. Um, and 
you know, what? what is the point of these protests and rallies? What do they accomplish? At the very least, we have been talking a lot you know, recently about the digital prison and, and so, hearing from so many people. I don't know anyone in my area who's questioning any of this. I'm the only one who walks around without a mask or whatever. Well, here's a way to meet potentially meet like-minded people in real physical meat space um, to at least know that there are people in your area and to demonstrate that to the lying fake news media that want to convince you you're the only crazy far-right QAnon buzzword fringe nut and there's no one else who believes anything. You're just so crazy. Oh yeah? Watch this. And so that is, I think, part of the value of these types of uh, demonstrations, literally demonstration that there are people out there who do recognize that the emperor is wearing no clothes and is, are not afraid to go out and say it. I can include a link to, and I've, I've been reached out to by some of the folks involved with it for the Albuquerque rally, which could be the closest one to me. I don't know. There might even, that's the thing. We, we don't know until we search it and find out. There might be something going on right here in Santa Fe. James, we did the stupid time change here in the States this past Sunday, and I've been thinking about the time change kind of in the same way with the mask mandates. If people didn't do it, it's done. If nobody changed their clocks, they'd be like, oh, well, that thing's done. And if nobody wore their masks, well, uh, I guess that psychological operation is over. Daily costs is still a thing? That kind of surprises me. Um, and of course, no one would actually remember, except for people that have been in this for, you know, like 15 plus years. I remember way back in the day, Marcos, that's his first name, he basically admitted something to the effect of, oh yeah, I was wined and dined by the CIA, but I decided, you know, not to not to really do anything with them. And that was on Daily Costs. I'll hopefully... I know they've burnt down most of the Library of Alexandria. We'll see if I can find that and include it in the show notes and everything, nearly everything that we say is always mentioned in your show notes. Now, if that was this weekend, push back your enraging look at this week in tyranny. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Moderna begins study of COVID-19 vaccine in kids. Yeah, Moderna. Hey, that's that's the flavor of warp speed poison my Alexa friend took. Hi, this coming from Daily Mail. James, do we give traffic to them or? Absolutely not. OK, I'll I'll archive .is that one for the show notes in the in post production of this new world next week. Moderna, who don't forget their stock ticker is MRNA. Moderna has begun dosing patients in a mid to late stage study of its COVID-19 vaccine in children aged six months to less than 12 years old, the company said on Tuesday. The study will assess the safety and effectiveness of two doses of its mRNA-1273 shot given 28 days, you know, apart, 28 days later, you know, the zombie horror film you might recall, intends to enroll, I had to, I had to headline that in case it was too subtle, intends to enroll about 6,750 children in the U.S. and Canada. A similar trial of the shot in children ages 12 to 17 is already underway and fully enrolled, as is one being conducted by Pfizer for children ages 12 and older as well. If Moderna's and Pfizer's trials go well, middle and high school aged children could get vaccinated by fall. With tests for younger children just beginning, 
they won't likely get vaccinated until early next year. And as we have already noted, most of the big bands and most of the festivals, 2021's wrecked. They've already canceled and rescheduled everything for 2022. So that's the same thing for when maybe the older kids will, or rather the younger kids, any of the kids is insane on this to get vaccinated. James, that's the thing. The word hellscape is thrown around a lot these days, but that's, I mean, that's all I can think of anymore. I heard, I heard our buddy Ryan Christian of The Last American Vagabond. I heard him say the word hellscape just the other day on a broadcast. James. Yeah. I, in fact, I believe I used the uh, phrase urban hellhole a couple of times in my interview with Curtis to, uh, Stone the other day. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else do you call this? This is absolute insanity on so many levels. And I think the best way to try to demonstrate to people in what way this is insanity is to actually quiz one of the nor normies, to use the Socratic method, as it were, to get them to tell you what they actually know about these vaccines. Get Just ask questions to try to draw out information and see how much they actually know. And if you have the actual information that you can then back up with actual documents to say, well, actually, here's this and here's that, then you would be in a position potentially to unlock some minds on this issue. And one example of that in action that was particularly interesting that came to my attention via the Grand Theft World podcast uh, this past weekend was uh, some Mexican comedian who somehow or other managed to get some sort of unscripted interview with uh, Tony Fauci and asking questions that Fauci does not often get asked that kind of reveal some of the truth. So there are some clips of this on Twitter that got uh, some uh, play on Twitter and uh, a bit of attention, but the entire interview is up on Odyssey, so I'll include both links so you can check it out. Um, but yeah, essentially this Mexican com comedian is asking Fauci about how many how many vaccines have been approved for use by the FBA, FDA? And Fauci begins immediately by saying, well, there are three vaccines that have received emergency use authorization, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no not emergency use authorization. How many have been approved by the FDA? Well, we have given emergency use authorization because we're very confident that they will be approved. And I've even taken one of the vaccines. So that's how confident I am. <laughs> but how many have been approved? Oh yeah, that's right. Zero. No COVID-19 vaccines have been approved by the FDA. No, there has been an emergency use authorization. A different thing because clinical trials are still ongoing. Yes, they're not even completed. So they haven't even completed the trials of it. There is no approved vaccine. And oh, by the way, so we're taking this in order to achieve the kind of vaccine vaccinated herd immunity, right? Because that's the way to achieve herd immunity, according to uh, the uh, the official write-ups these days, right? But but it doesn't actually, it, was, it wasn't even tested for and doesn't, it hasn't been shown to actually reduce transmission or contraction of any sort of illness, right? It's just about reducing symptoms, right? And yes, that's why you have to wear a mask and continue to social distance after you get your vaccine, blah, blah, blah. So so wait, we, we have to take it because we're going to somehow end the scandemic as a result of this, but it doesn't actually reduce transmission or infection. <laughs> like what? These things do not go together. Logically, these things do not go together. And, and that was a good... Um, uh, example of him sort of drawing this out directly from the mouth of Tony Fauci. So there you go. If you only ever listen to Tony Fauci and his pronouncements, well, there they are. So uh, that was a good way of doing that. And uh, yeah, to start talking about now, we're going to give it to the children who are absolutely 
the least likely, even if you take everything at face value and all the statistics 100% at face value, we're talking about 99.9 plus percent survival rate from this terrible disease, and we're going to start mass inoculating children with an emergency use authorized non, the trials haven't even been finished injection. Really? Is that what we're going to start doing? Well, um, I, I don't know what to say if you think that that sounds like a reasonable and good uh, solution here, other than to uh, provide a link to childrenshealthdefense.org. They recently had up a, a, a post, Vaccine Secrets, What Parents Should Know Before They Vaccinate Their Kids, which is a uh, a, a little video that they put up. It's uh, 23 minutes, and it's narrated by parents of vaccine-injured children and what they've learned about vaccines over the years from their own personal experiences. So I think that's something that uh, maybe parents should be looking into before they start signing their kids up for the trials, which now are already ongoing into this. Um, incredible. Uh, wait, what's that sound? Oh, that's the sound of uh, my channel being deleted from YouTube. Oh, well, <laughs> it was nice knowing you, YouTube. Anyway, the links, as always, will be in the show notes so that you can go and explore this at your own leisure because you are... As always, you are conscious human beings who can make up your own minds when presented with facts and evidence, and you get to decide, not YouTube or anyone else. Speaking of schools, James, just, I mean, remember how much we were told, show your work. And now that's, now that almost seems completely gone. No one has to show their work. Oh, I just, I just have an op-ed instead. I don't, I don't have to show my work or prove anything with facts. I think I saw that being shared from our buddy Rich in Grand Theft World podcast, something like Comedian Schools Fauci. But you also remind me, James, just uh, today, speaking of the media monarchy kingdom now, Wednesdays are I do Food World Order. That's when I talk about food, health, and environment news. You know, I also play old-time radio on each and every day. Wednesdays, I basically play cowboy shows, and sometimes it's fun singing cowboys and kind of lighthearted I've been playing gnarlier episodes of some Westerns that have, uh, you know, quite a bit of violence from the Old West. The episode I played today, long story short, the federal marshal invokes an emergency measure which lets him throw out some of the laws that some of those bad guys are hiding behind, those pesky laws. And it's like, there it is, a radio show from the 50s set in the Old West about how the law will basically always break its own law when it wants to do what it wants to do. One other related to this, James, uh, interesting one. I just I think with each week we could add so many things to the record, but just one for you. Uh, you're, of course, your old homeland of Canada. Toronto lockdown czar's husband has financial ties to Pfizer. So big shock and surprise right there. And the shocks keep on coming. Our final segment on this New World Next Week, episode 441 for March 18th, 2021. My own enraging bit of news from the sort of media monarchy corner of the world. Spotify censors art for misinformation. They have deleted Ian Brown's anti-lockdown track. That's right. I'm going to mention Ian Brown yet again here on New World Next Week. And we get this one from possibly one of our few sources where we will, I believe, send the link to the original source, reclaimthenet.org. Spotify has removed an anti-lockdown song by Ian Brown, the former lead vocalist of English rock band The Stone Roses, who I've talked about in previous weeks. 
The music streaming service claims the song violated its policies against COVID-19 misinformation. Ian Brown released the anti-lockdown song Little Seed, Big Tree six friggin' months ago on all the platforms last September. No lockdown, no tests, no tracks, no masks, no vax, he tweeted while launching the song back then. Now, March 12th, Brown took to Twitter to announce that Spotify had removed his song. As they obviously want to be following in big tech's footsteps of censoring COVID-19 content, which is, according to them, any information that contradicts information provided by the World Health Organization and other public health organizations. Again, I believe our buddy Ryan Krishna of The Last American Vagabond has been censored for citing old World Health Organization notes that fly in the face of every freaking thing they've said since then. Spotify is the first to censor Ian Brown's song, though, which is an interesting move for Spotify and for any of the labels or streaming platforms or any place to start censoring art. Quote, Spotify prohibits content on the platform which promotes dangerous, false, deceptive or misleading content about COVID-19. So it's very specific that may cause offline harm and or pose a direct threat to public health. When content that violates this standard is identified, it is removed from the platform, end quote. A Spotify spokesperson told Reclaim the Net. Interestingly enough, at least as far as earlier today, you could still stream Ian Brown's anti-lockdown song on other services like Gulag's GooTube or Tim Apple's Music. And of course, you can also hear it on Media Monarchy as well. So I guess, James, if... We're going to live in a Kafka-esque hellscape as it's been going on for the last couple of years. I mean, I've watched labels essentially delete a band over accusations someone made on Instagram. Career ruined. Hey, but the court of public opinion said you're bad because somebody on Instagram said something. I'm super excited to start watching all these record labels and all these streaming platforms to start fact-checking pop songs. Are are you sure that they them actually need you tonight? Do we have a fact check that they're not sleeping? Uh, we're going to check Snopes to see if there's really something about you, non-binary person, that makes me sweat. So Spotify deleted Ian Brown's single for misinformation. But fortunately, as I, of course, took to Twitter, as I still do, it's still great to basically build a thread with pictures and links. It's a nice sort of multimedia blast, if you will. Fortunately, you can still rock out to actual convicted criminals on Spotify. Rick James, Gary Glitter, Bill Cosby, all on Spotify. And I will include the link to my not safe for work tweet thread. Media Monarchy cancels his Spotify premium, asks questions about other pop songs. So I did indeed immediately cancel my Spotify subscription. But the decade plus of playlists I've curated will live on. The, basically, the thing that's going to start happening is I'll start getting ads again, which hit me as I was doing this pre-prep show notes, James. I'm sure all those ads on Spotify are all checked and stuff. They don't have any misinformation in them, right? They're not selling rich, creamery butter, are they, James? Oh, no, they would never do that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, ridiculous. As you point out, yeah, Bill Cosby, sure. Gary Glitter, whatever. I mean, like, exactly. It's a pick and choose. And this particular is getting censored. And I find it interesting. You did, did say that, um, according to them, any information that contradicts information provided by the WHO and other public health organizations, is that a direct quote from their statement? 
That is from the article. That is what Reclaim the Net is citing. Okay, because that, I, I, I'd have to double check it, but I believe that is the exact same phrase with the exact same wording that YouTube uses every time they delete one of our videos. So it's almost like this is a coordinated thing that's happening amongst all these different, totally different platforms, totally different companies operating in different countries under different rules, all using the exact same language to censor, not censor this or not censor that. No, censor anyone talking about anything related to the scandemic in poor particular. That's got to tell you something, doesn't it? Um, yeah, but your response is the only response. Stop paying these companies to be your outlet to this information. They are not the only way to get this information. And if it becomes that way, then we are stepping willingly. We're paying to step into this world where they can flick a switch and turn someone off, unperson them. And let's not let that happen. Can you imagine just a few years from now how difficult it will be to get physical copies of new releases? No, CDs? Pff, that's so 20th century. No, 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 no. Everything is streaming now. You have to go to Spotify or Apple Music or one of these companies and oh by the way this person has been completely deplatformed and you'll never hear them uh, hear them again we have to start supporting the artists that we want and everything else in in directly and in whatever way we can hopefully physically with physical media because it's going to come to that and we've talked about this before but here's a great example of it happening before our eyes and let's support the Ian Browns and the Van Morrisons and all these people who are putting their careers on the line for doing something, really putting their money where their mouth is when it comes to this. So I, uh, I, I really appreciate what these people are doing and standing up for this. I sometimes can't help it. Just like I can't help but go look at the list of Grammy winners just for those handful of categories that I might be interested in, like box set and liner notes and nerd stuff like that. I found myself going to look at Run the Jewels and a couple of other, you know, Prophets of Rage kind of bands that I've talked about previously here on New World Next Week. I go over to the Real LP's Twitter. He's one half of Run the Jewels. And his most recent tweet pinned right to the top. Here's a picture of a dog just chilling with a ferret. I was like, oh, no, no politics anymore. Now that the drones over Brooklyn have pride flags on them. Shocker. So, James, as we have talked about many, many times, they are screwing with us big time. As far as all the platforms go, Patreon and the rest, again, they've done exactly what Spotify and YouTube and the rest have done. And again, we wonder, I wonder, if it's necessarily coming from inside those places or if someone's calling them up and telling them, you might want to kick these things off your platform if you want a place at the fangster, bankster, gangster table in the District of Criminals. They are screwing with us big time. James, you and I have basically been working behind the scenes to figure out other alternatives for people to support us. Luckily, though, at least in at least in the long term, I don't believe there's ever been censors or book burners that were on the people's side of history. I don't think ever. PayPal, Stripe, Subscribestar. We've got crypto. We've got the post office box. And you can find all that information and more at MediaMonarchy.com slash join. James, appreciate you, buddy.
And my uh, subscription information is corporatereport.com slash members. I should note, I am I cannot do Subscribestar. That's not going to work for me in Japan because I'm not going to file information with the U.S. IRS. No thank you. So that is not going to be an option for me. But anyway, the available options are corporatereport.com slash members. And I genuinely believe that our my channel is probably going to be deleted over this video. So in the 20 minutes or so that this will be up on YouTube before the channel gets deleted, is there anything you'd like to say as a final farewell to our YouTube audience? Well, you remember what I was saying to you a couple of weeks or months ago. I was like, dude, I don't want to be the video that kills the <laughs> channel. Don't it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Anyway, I just want to say, well, it was nice knowing you. If YouTube is your only outlet for information, good luck with that. And for everyone else who's already joined us elsewhere, awesome. Let's keep doing this together. And uh, we're going to be back next week one way or another. Maybe not on YouTube. All right. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care. Take man. care, man.